All right, welcome to the Simple Ways to Have a Good Life podcast. Uh, my name is James, and we have just been slowly working through what I see as the simplest ways you can have a good life. These are all meant to be ways that are not going to cost you a lot of money. You don't need a lot of education or training to, to pursue them. And I think that they can all really just help you come to a place where your life is better than it was because so much of our lives, so many of the things that go wrong have to do with our responses to things we can't control. They have just have so much to do with things that we actually do have a say in. And so that's that's kind of what I'm going through. Um, I struggle as I look around and I see an industry that wants to offer you these same things for thousands of dollars or it wants to complicate the problems in our lives. Um, just because I mean, that's where the money's at. You know, I hate saying it, but that's there's a lot of money in that. There's a lot of money in helping people. There's a lot of money and and power too, man. That's something I struggle with on social media is just the number of people seeking to accumulate some kind of power over other people in this in this sphere. Um, so, you know, I've spent the last uh, 10 to 12 years working as a counselor, as a life coach. Um, I've been super fortunate and I've been able to be very successful in that. And as I took class after class and read book after book, it just, I always wondered why isn't this all in one place? And then I heard, um, it was either Tim Ferriss or Ryan Holiday talking about, you know, if you really want to do something that matters, scratch your own itch. And so this is me doing that. This is all the different things I found and trying to put them into one place where they can help people. So that's what we've been doing on the podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about something that I'm sure I've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, I know I've written about it. I know I've spoken about it different places, but it's the idea that we need to understand our inherent negativity bias. And I think we all see this. If you'll pay attention, you will see this, this negativity bias pop up. It is, it is so, so easy to see when you start to watch it. And the thing with this is that you, you can do that. But you've got to understand that you can't get sideways with it. You can't judge it as a bad thing. You can't judge it as a problem because our, our negativity bias is there to keep us alive. And so the example I always give for this is that imagine you're about to cross a field. It's got high grass. It's known to have a lot of snakes. There are two mistakes you can make in that moment. There's two mistaken assumptions you can fall into. The first is that you can assume there are no snakes when there are snakes, or you can assume there are snakes when there are not. So let's take the second one first. Let's say you decide that there are snakes when there are not. And you sneak across this field and you 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 know you pay attention to every step and you're super careful. When you get to the other side, you're going to be exhausted, you're going to be stressed out, but you're going to be alive. The negativity bias there, assuming there are snakes, kept you alive. Let's say you go the other direction and you decide there are no snakes when there when there are and you go tromping through this field and you're going to make it across quickly until you get bit and you die. One of the big problems with life is that all the things that work well, all the things that go the way they're supposed to go, they'll never kill us. That, that's We don't need to pay attention to them. So we've got this thing functioning inside of us. I think it's probably the ego in its manifestation of self-protection that does this. And so... It is very beneficial to our survival to assume that things are going to go bad because things not going bad won't affect us. In a, they, they, they won't cost us our life. They will, not, they will not threaten our survival. And so our survival instinct is going to assume the worst. Now, this has different, um, this has different levels. This has different degrees in people. 
There are some people who, because of things in their life, their their negativity bias is super strong, like where you can't convince them out of it. You know, they are just convinced that the world's against them, that things are going to go wrong. And they're absolutely miserable. They're alive and they probably end up being pretty safe a lot of the time because they don't take risks. They don't take chances. They they plan ahead for everything. You know, Batman might be the ultimate example of a negativity bias. You know, I remember watching him uh, that old the old show with Adam West when I was a kid and like he was hanging on a ladder above the ocean and a shark jumped up and bit his leg or bit the ladder and he reaches into his utility belt and he pulls out shark spray. I remember as a kid thinking like, oh my God, like this dude's got every base covered. Batman has a very strong negativity bias and so it makes for a cool superhero even though I mean the older I get, the more I'm more troubled with Batman than I, than, than, than I am thinking he's cool. But that, that negativity bias is what keeps him alive. That's why this ordinary dude with just a bunch of money is able to go toe-to-toe with like super strong, badass bad guys. But the thing is, is that uh, number one, he is kind of a miserable bastard in the comics and he'd be super miserable to deal with in real life. Like nobody would want to deal with Batman in the real world because he's just always scanning the environment for everything that's going to go wrong. And the thing is, we all have that inside our head. We all have this person in our head that is constantly scanning the environment for for all the things that are going to go wrong it makes sense but if we don't learn to deal with it it will also make us miserable and so it's probably helpful to spend some time looking back through your life and just see you know what lessons have i learned about safety what lessons have i learned about how things are going to turn out what lessons have i turned have i learned about what's important to pay attention to and i think that you'll see that that there are areas where you assume the worst where you assume that things are going to go poorly and you plan ahead for those and you plan accordingly. I'm not saying that you should disconnect this. I think somebody who uh, who had no sense of self-protection would probably wind up dead pretty quickly. I mean, that seems pretty obvious. There, there are things in the world that will kill you. There are people in the world that will kill you, unfortunately. There are people who will take advantage of you. There will be people who will treat you badly. But if we assume this about everybody, it almost creates like a self-fulfilling prophecy where we assume this about them, we assume this about events, and so we either avoid it completely and never give it a chance, and so we miss out on a lot, or we, uh, you know, we treat people. You know, if you assume somebody's going to be an asshole, you're going to treat them in a way that probably brings out the asshole in them. This negativity bias, it will keep you alive, but it also has the capacity to keep you very lonely and to keep you very locked down and miserable. So spend some time just getting to know your negativity bias. Spend some time paying attention to what your mind tells you about the world. And I think you can balance this by looking at the number of things that go right. You know, for every for every one wreck you've had, you've driven thousands of times without having a wreck. For every one person that has done something really crappy to you, there are thousands who have done nothing to you and hundreds and hundreds who have done who've treated you right who've done right by you. The mind is always going to remember the things that went wrong because those are the things that were potentially harmful. Because it's already stacked in that direction, we have to make a conscious effort to to land on the other side and to notice all the things that are going right. You know, for me, one of the most important practices I have, um, it's one that I do pretty often just because I, you know, I mentioned after having COVID and stuff, I've had these like, like this long haul stuff as they're calling it. And part of that for me has been this anxiety, this sense of doom. Taking a moment to notice everything that's going right in the world can really change everything. Um, and I think there's there's the stuff that's super obvious. It's like, well, I've got clothes, I've got a house, I've got enough food, you know, awesome. But, you know, on top of that, there's also things like like we live on a stable planet. 
Like it doesn't just suddenly flip around and throw us all off. The, we don't wake up and there's suddenly no oxygen. Uh, the sun doesn't move closer and scorch us. It doesn't move farther away and freeze us. Um, we live in a pretty stable reality. Like I know that shit goes wrong in between, you know, people get hit by cars and we trip and fall and, um, you know, that kind of stuff, we get fired. I'm not saying there's nothing bad in the world, but the good drastically outweighs the bad. All the things that are, that work out well, drastically outweigh the things that don't. Because if that wasn't the case, none of us would be alive. Like nobody would survive a couple days in a world that has a majority bad stuff. You know, I get like, yeah, do most humans lie and do they, do they do shady things here and there? Absolutely. Absolutely. We all do it. It's, we're all capable of it and we all do it from time to time, but that's not the norm. It would be impossible to live in a world where, you know, uh, random violence and theft and murder and lying and all that stuff. If that was the way that a majority of people did things a majority of the time, I just don't know how we'd live in this world. I don't think many of us would survive out of childhood, you know, just for you to be born on this planet. Somebody had to carry you in their body for nine months. They had to like go through this whole like miserable thing. Like what women go through in pregnancy. Oh my God. It seems, it seems miserable. And then on top of that, like human babies are useless. I was reading that we come out early because our brains, our heads get too big or something. And so like for the first few years, human babies, they, they couldn't survive on their own at all. Even for like maybe like an hour, you know? May is 16 months and the number of things that happen to her that I have to swoop in and save her, like very like, like very basic things that most people would know. Not, she doesn't know that. So somebody had to consent to care for you for the first part of your life. That's the only reason you're alive. Some people do better than others. Maybe they did a bare minimum of care. Maybe you were neglected and abused and that sucks for you and I'm so sorry. But you were kept alive. Like that's just that baseline exists. So I think that I think that there's a value. I think there's value in making note of all the things that go right. I'm not saying that you be what's what are they calling it now? Toxic positivity. You know, I'm not saying you engage in that. I'm not saying we pretend that nothing's wrong. I'm not saying that we say it's all good and move on. But we do have a negativity bias that if we don't directly address it, if we don't take an intentional stance towards it, it will convince us that the world is a lot worse than it is and people are a lot worse than they are. This is something we have to have an intentional stance on because nature has wired us towards noticing what goes wrong. We have to be intentional about this because nature's been intentional in the other direction. So we have nothing to do with the oxygen. We have nothing to do with the warmth of the sun. We have nothing to do with gravity. Food shows up in the store. It's, it's amazing the amount of things that do go right. And we're allowed to acknowledge that without pretending that everything's okay or ignoring all the things that are not going well. And I'd even say that by acknowledging what's going right, we're better equipped to deal with the things that are going wrong because we're not exhausted and terrified and paranoid and just crippled with anxiety. So take a moment and notice that. Be aware of your negativity bias. Notice the areas of your life that your ego gets out of control and moves into such 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 a state of self-protection that it locks you down and paralyzes you and prevents you from doing all the cool stuff you want to do. Do this rationally. Do this in a way that's safe. But do this intentionally, noticing that negativity bias. And then choose your relationship to it rather than just letting it run the show. All right, we'll keep this up in the next episode. I don't even know what chapter's next. I will look at it before I do the podcast and we'll go from there. Uh, you can always find me at jamesscotthenson.com. You can find me on Instagram, James Scott Henson. 
love to hear from you. And either way, I'll look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.